you're successful due to the fact that you can play in both worlds, due to the fact that you aspire to be a fringe dweller. Fringe dwellers are the people that set the trends. We're the ones who say where the conversation is heading. We're the ones that start new conversations. We're the ones that are comfortable going against the norm. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world, so let me let you in on a not-so-little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop. So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination, You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. So welcome back. We're just going to flip the question today a little bit, and it's a topic that um, we share a lot with our one-on-one clients And that is how being weird is the key to your success. Now, I know that might sound strange and you're like, well, I don't want to be weird. And I'm going to just question that a little bit for you. And I'm going to just start by asking you guys a few questions here and just play along whether you're listening while driving in the car or something. This is not something you have to write down. Just think along with me, okay? Have you ever had a thought like, There's got to be more to life than this. Simple yes or no. Okay. Have you been one of these people that when everyone, like the masses were going in one direction, you've always been pulled and drawn to go in the opposite direction. As far back as you can think, you know, probably as a child, you already felt like you were a little bit different than everyone else. 
And sometimes they put you in some pretty crappy situations because you're like, oh, I just feel like I don't belong maybe. Now, as you've grown, right, that pull has sustained there. You'll hear certain things and everyone seems to be like on one wavelength and you sometimes are like, yeah, I kind of see things a little bit differently. So rather than calling us weird, which I know is kind of like a, a word that might feel icky to some of you. I think I said icky. Wow. can't believe I just said that word. You know you have two kids when you're using words like icky. That's exactly what just came through my mind. I was like, you know you got kids when you're using words like icky. Yeah, I would say like, you know, that's pretty meow or <laughs> very catnippy. You know you got cows when? Yeah, you got, you got cats when, exactly. So the word I'm going to use is fringe dweller. And I'd invite you guys to look at yourselves as fringe dwellers. And I want to just paint a picture of why this is absolutely awesome. So if you can imagine just a circle, right? Like, like imagine a circle and in it, is everybody like all the population thinking, doing all the, you know, all the things we, the weird ones, the entrepreneurs, the people who are out there trying to make an impact, the people who are not the norm. We're, I want you to imagine like we're on that edge of that circle, always kind of looking out and over and going, ah, I wonder what's out there. Like, we get everything that's happening inside. And I'm not saying this in a judgy way, like what happens in the circle or what the norm is bad and what's happening out there over the edge is good. I don't want you to hear it from that perspective. I just want you to get that you're successful due to the fact that you can play in both worlds, due to the fact that you aspire to be a fringe dweller. Fringe dwellers are the people that set the trends. We're the ones who say where the conversation is heading. We're the ones that start new conversations. We're the ones that are comfortable going against the norm. Now, here's where it gets crazy. And for all of you guys that have already started businesses, you know that early on when you're like, hey, I have this idea and this is what I want to build. What are you inevitably met with? Whether it's by your friends, your family, you know, people in your circle, what are you met with? Why would you do that? That sounds really scary. Are you sure you want to do that? Right. And people just start projecting all of this stuff all over you. Why? Because when human beings move in mass and someone steps out of line and goes in the opposite direction, what does that make everyone else in that mass have to deal with themselves? And themselves, for most people, is quite uncomfortable. So what do they want to do with you? Because you're now showing them this whole other world and this whole other possibility, and now they got to check in with themselves. They don't want to. So all they try to do is what? Get you back in line. Get you back in the flow. Now, there's a reason there's 1% of humanity having the kind of conversations, having the kind of experiences, having the kind of wealth and abundance is because we're the ones willing to step out of cultural conversations and cultural norms and say, you know what? That doesn't work for me. That doesn't feel good. This is the way I want to go. And so the conversation we want to have with you today is how you being a fringe dweller, you being a weirdo is the number one key to your success in your business. It's the thing 
that allows you to move in a direction and have other people follow that are attracted to that level of fringe dwellingness, if we can can say in that that way. So, bro, you want to chime in here? Yeah, I mean, for me, what I what I hear with all that is just like uh, level of authenticity. I think that um, authenticity is a, a rare and uncommon asset in today's world. Can you uh, just define? Let, let's just define because I know authenticity is a word that gets thrown around a lot. Sure. Here's like, let's let's define for them authenticity. Well, when I when I think of any word like responsibility, integrity, authenticity, I I like to remove the moral aspects of it. So if there's like any kind of morality you have around that, to me that morality is some judgment uh, and it's some judgment that's based on your personal experiences. You know, we know whether that's an upbringing or religious or societal or something you picked up in a movie or a book and it doesn't make that true. So if we start defining these characteristic traits through some moral compass, you know, a moral compass is a very subjective thing. So I, I would prefer that when we look at any of these things, we, we say it like in an objective type of way. So for me, authenticity is just like, it's being true to you. It's like, it's like that alignment. You could say there's a mental alignment. There's a heart alignment. There's a soul alignment. It's like having, having a clear consciousness and, and vision about who you are and how you choose to express you. Uh, and you could say without, without some kind of filtration, you know, with, without having to make considerations about what are people going to think and da da da. Cause the moment you, you add, authenticity plus consideration, you remove authenticity. Now, now it's more about, I need to show up a certain way. I need to manipulate the situation. I have some kind of agenda. I need people to agree with me. You know, it's, it seems a little bit more ego driven. So we could say there's like soul's authenticity and there's like ego's authenticity, right? And the ego authenticity is going to be a little bit more muddled. So, you know, we live in a world right now where whether you're in business or not, pretty much everyone's doing personal branding. Because if you're on social media, you're doing personal branding. And you know what? Forget that. Even before social media, you were doing personal branding. As a child, you're doing personal branding. Shia, Aliyah, Elon's kids, clearly doing personal branding all the time, right? You know what I heard? I just heard yeah. this recently and I love it. You know that there's that uh, phrase, ABC, always be closing? Yeah. Someone told me that the new phrase is ABM, always be marketing. Right. Which but is so true. We're doing it unconscious or conscious. Technically, we're doing that all the time, you know, through uh, trying to get approval, by taking action, by feeling good enough. Like all of it is just, you know, personal marketing. So I don't think it's any coincidence that we live in a world now where technology, right, is, re- is replicating or mirroring our inner characteristics and we're externalizing them through technology and, and kind of like trying to replicate the human experience. So, you know, social media is the ultimate exploration and experiment in, you know, taking that something that used to be on a micro level and in a small community and making it a global phenomenon at one time. So for me, like going back to the original idea, it's, it's, a, it's a rare commodity because most people, and, and I know I'm generalizing here, but I'll just say like that anyway, most people have, have usually not taken the time and or effort to really go within to ask some of the more difficult questions to uncover some of the nastiness, perhaps, you know, take responsibility for certain things. And it's not really anybody's fault. It's just that in society, when we look at it, what's happening in school, what's happening in media, there's not like a a strong push outside of maybe like Gaia TV right now 
to bring information and in mass to people for an awakened conscious experience. So for those of us who've done that kind of work or are in the process of doing that kind of work, because it's not like there's a destination there, there's a, a different vibration and frequency, I think, that's being output. I remember when Elon and I did one of our first live events for this organization uh, that we work with that, that trains entrepreneurs, and we've trained like thousands of people to start businesses, market their businesses, etc. through the organization. I remember the first time we did that event, uh, it was two days, I think we spoke for like 20 hours or something like that. And we basically talked about marketing, but Elon and I, like these conversations have this way of like intertwining entrepreneurialism with marketing, with personal development, and just showing the parallels between all of it. Because at the end of the day, it's just a process of mastery. And when you're processing and going through mastery, it kind of all looks the same. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. And I remember people walking up to us at the end of the weekend, and we had just talked about marketing, like pretty much exclusively that weekend. And they're like, oh my God, this has completely changed my life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there going how are these people having transformed experiences? And I remember Elon and I had to sit there and go like, what the fuck happened in this room? And I remember I like kind of like leaned back. And when we thought about it, I realized that, you know, Elon and I were just up there doing our thing, like being authentic, you know, self-expressed or kind of like this. We move around a lot, you know, we curse too much and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's like for a lot of people, it's jarring. And that can be like in a bad or a good way, depending on how they take that jarring. And for the for a lot of people though, they're like, holy crap, I have not seen anybody like that. Like if you've been to the Tony Robbins event and all you've done is like listen to his books and read his stuff, like he's so like monotone and stoic, and then you get to the event, he's like, fuck this and fuck that. You're like, holy shit, Tony. And it's like one giant pattern interrupt, right? So it was kind of like that same effect where I realized that for most people, they live in a in a we all do. We live in a small world of people. Uh, they say the average person has five best friends in a lifetime those five friends outside of your family that you know intimately and that you get your worldview from. And then you think, you know, everything about the world, which is funny. But my point is, is that most people don't live in a community or in an environment that stretches their beliefs or challenges what they think or has them be introspective or anything like that. So when you, you know, one of the reasons we work with this organization is we find that we have an online digital community where people can come and actually plug into a community that is having those kind of conversations. And that by itself is transforming lives. So for me, when we start looking at the marketing world and how do you impact people, like how do you get their attention? How do you pattern interrupt them? It's authenticity because humans like, you know, we are expert at facial recognition, body movement. Even if you don't really know, you kind of do know. And you kind of know when someone's just feeding you, bullshit right and some people don't you know we can see that in the political arena right now clearly or whatever maybe you don't believe that that's fine too so uh my point is is that i think when you lead with that it works and it takes something to get to a point where you can use direct communication with people and just get what you get don't what you don't uh and though you get to feel good about you you get to feel good that elon and i have said for a long time that a human without like power, freedom, and full self-expression is just not a, like, doesn't feel like a complete human. So when you're not exuding those things and you feel like your self-expression is stifled, it doesn't work. And it doesn't work the same way in business when you feel stifled and you don't get to express yourself. It's a beautiful thing that in today's world we get to share with each other, like Facebook Live and, and these video content type things, because it's like we really are getting into each other's world. You can't that, you know, that's what I love about the Facebook Live thing. It almost like took things back a little bit, but it actually made it better because now you don't have, you don't get to do the scripted crap, you know, and we still like making high quality videos. I'm sure the guys at Freedom Fast Lane do also, 
And at the same time, it's like, we're actually noticing in our marketing that there's like this pull back away from like expertly marketed videos that the ones that are just like, here's my camera, here's my face. Here's the thing I thought about right now is actually the thing that's impacting people more. Why again? Because it feels authentic, right? When something is scripted and it looks professional, it seems out of reach for your average person. And then, you know, if you're showing some kind of lifestyle thing, they're like, well, that looks awesome. And I have, you know, it, it's like, it, it makes it too professional looking. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I wrote down, and it's just like perfect to what you just said. I think the reason, and just check in with yourself, guys, like think of a role model that you're really inspired by. Think of someone as handsome and dashing with an amazing beard, like a Ryan Daniel Moran, for example. <laughs> and, um, no, but seriously, like think of someone that you look up to, right? And I think what you'll see is that they possess something and that something is what guys alluding to. They have this, to say it bluntly, a I don't give a fuck attitude about what you think. And that takes courage. When you stop seeking acceptance from others, when you stop doing things to impress or get acceptance or feel like you belong with others, we as a human being, when guys talking about a sixth sense, that's what we're attracted to. We find that sexy. Why? Because we want that. And when someone does it on a large scale, we're like, man, I wish I could have that. That's so courageous that they can stand up in front of this group of people and really just be like, while I get everything that you guys are saying, I this is my belief. This is where I'm heading. I'm not willing to go over there, right? That takes courage. And that's always very sexy to other humans. And that's the reason we look up to certain role models. That's the reason you follow certain people. So the, 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 the thing to get is like human beings walk around in every situation or most unconscious human beings in every situation with a mask on. You have a mask on for being a father or a mother. You have a mask on for being a, a husband or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever it is. You have a mask on for work. You have a mask on for friends. You have a mask on for this group of friends and that group of friends. All because what? What you're seeking is to belong, to feel loved, to feel accepted. And the truth of the matter is, if you actually look at the reality of things, not what's happening in between your ears all the time, the people you look up to most and the thing you seek most is to have full self-expression, maskless face expression where you can be you no matter what. Think about a friend that you have. Every single one of us has it. That when you hang out with this friend, you feel so good. Like it's the friend that, you know, a three hour conversation or hangout feels like five minutes and you just can't get enough. What is it that they allow for? What, what is it that you get from that relationship? It's not advice. It's not wisdom. It's none of that. It's listening. And it's listening for you get to be you. You don't feel judged. You don't feel like you have to put on a mask. That's why you feel awesome. And so when we're talking about being a fringe dweller and being weird, guess what? We're giving you permission to take off the mask, to stop giving such a shit about what every single person thinks about you, to be able to trust and know that what feels good to you, 
What is an inspired action or thought to you is perfect. And stop trying to get validation from everybody else. And guess what happens? Your bank account grows. Your business skyrockets. Why? Because people are naturally, by a sixth sense, attracted to that quality in human beings. They want what you have. The coaches and mentors you have chosen, my assertion is, have that. And what you've wanted is just a piece of that. You've wanted access into that world. And we're here to tell you today that you have it. It's in you. This podcast is pure and simple. Think of it as a remembrance. Use this audio to remember who you truly are and let that shine. And when you forget, bookmark this one and come back because this is who you truly are. And when you get that and you start peeling away the masks and the layers that are stopping you from being that, your entire life will change. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class, or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust, in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. You know, I think it goes back to just like simple golden rules, right? Treat people like you want to be treated. So, and then on the back of that, it's like you get what you give, right? So when we're talking about like people who, who don't receive love tend to not be the ones that are giving love either, right? They're blaming everybody else for how closed off they are, masking the fact that they're the ones that are closed off and not giving. So we're talking about authenticity, right? Like authenticity breeds authenticity. That's why you can be authentic in front of a room and then people get activated by that and they go, huh, where am I being inauthentic in my life? Suddenly they're naturally like by causality taking responsibility for things that normally they would have a lot of resistance to. They're going, holy shit, I do that in my life too. And we can easily do that by sharing vulnerably and authentic stories. And like, here's a situation I was dealing with. Here's, here's like the down and out. Here's how, you know, the zero to hero. Here's how I broke through in that area of life. This is what it looked like. Here's my access to it. And that person's going like, wow, that really makes sense. Now you, that person, as they're listening to your story, is having a paradigm shift, whether they know it or not, right? Because maybe they've never heard somebody deal with a situation that way. And they go, whoa, where am I showing up that way with my wife and my business, you know, in my health and in all the areas of life that are important. And, and that's what you get. And I think for a lot of people, Carol DeWick has this really powerful book called Mindset. 
And she makes this distinction between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Mm. So when we're talking about this, we're talking about people who are, who are growth oriented mindset. Now you can train yourself to be either, except most of us got trained about this without actually knowing that we were getting trained. So for example, if you're, if you were coming home from school with test grades, whether they were good or bad, but when you, you brought home a good test grade and your parents said like, Oh, you're so talented. You're such a genius. Thank you. You know, like blah, blah, blah then you, you will most likely develop a fixed mindset because you think that there was some talent that you had that allowed you to get that test grade. And that's just what gets programmed into the subconscious. More, more if, than that, you, yeah. if you were, if you got, you got love, you got acceptance from them for being smart. And to a child, and you can map this onto anything, being funny, being good at sports, it doesn't matter, it's all the same thing. So when you receive that, the brain for a child is very black and white. It goes, when I'm smart, I receive love. When I'm dumb, I don't receive love. Right. So yeah, and that could go. Yeah. So, so, the, so great. Yeah, thank you for the addition. And, and, the, and the growth-oriented part is like if you brought home test grade and the parents validated your effort. They're like, oh, wow, like you did really good work. I saw you really working hard on this. Like, so good. And then your brain goes, okay, well, in order to produce, you know, I got to work at it. So then you become this growth oriented person. So the reason I'm sharing that is because I think there are times where we see people who seem talented guys, like think about all the sports athletes that you look up to or celebrities or whatever it might be, you know, the Al Pacino's of the world, the LeBron James, I'm sure that if you went and asked them, they're the people that work hardest at their craft. Like it's no, no, no. Everybody knows that Michael Jordan worked, just outworked everybody. Kobe Bryant outworks everybody. I'm sure LeBron James outworks everybody. Like they never lose that chip on your shoulder. I don't love that as motivation, but in the masculine way, in the masculine world of sports, that actually does work because you're in a masculine environment, but there's a way to like balance your energy more than that. So I think for a lot of people, when they say, when they see people like that, that if you're a fixed mindset person, you'll go, uh, why can't I be like that? Because you haven't been programmed around seeing the effort. You've been programmed around seeing the talent. And talent is not something like, granted, right? Like LeBron James has the stature, the physique, et cetera, et cetera. But LeBron James could have also been a 350-pound linebacker if he wanted to be, right? And he chose to be this sleek and like athlete that can do what he can do. Like that, He's got to work on that. So regardless of the skill level, I mean, the body, like he still had to develop a skill, right? Like Shaquille O'Neal couldn't shoot a ball to save his life unless he was three feet from the rim. And granted, like, I get that. I've tried to shoot a tennis ball. I can only imagine his world. So my point is when you look up to somebody who seems like an authority figure, first of all, I would tell you, like, bring them down to eye level and humanize them. When you do that, you actually like put this great distance between you and them. Like, it's just not possible. So again, like a fixed mindset person is going to ask, like, why can't I be like that? A growth-oriented person is going to say, how do I become like that? And they're going to look for the systems that that person used to get the insights. Now, look, we all go, yeah, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably been to one or two growth events, business events, something, right? I don't know about you guys. Like our business is about six and a half years old. I've been to a lot of events, marketing events, and there's always some guy on stage like pitching like the best idea of all time and how it's the best thing since sliced bread. Anytime Elon and I implemented somebody else's idea, the results were nominal. When we, when we took that frame and we said, all right, let's look through that lens and see what we see through that lens, not what that person sees through that lens. And then we implemented it. Our results were like parabolic, right? So I, I think that's what it is. A lot of people are trying to fit themselves into systems and that's good, a good place to start. 
I don't think it's a great place to finish. I think ultimately you got to make systems fit you. And again, that comes back to authenticity. If you don't have that, like I can stand grounded in who I am. Right. And I know that this is part of my self-expression. Otherwise you're just trying to do somebody else's self-expression. Like nobody can be Tony Robbins. You guys get that? Like when he passes, he's got a big problem because he's got no legacy with the company because nobody can be Tony Robbins. He hasn't learned how to duplicate himself and that's fine. He's done amazing work and you know, thank, thank you for doing that work. But that's, that's the thing, the difference between people who, let's say there's a 90 percenters and there's like that top 10%. There's like people get to 95%. They're getting pretty good results in life. There's like the 97%. They're getting really good, like really, really good results in life. And then that last 3% between like the 3% and the 1% is like the difference between a million dollars and like a billion dollars. And it's those last few inches that require you to dig even deeper really into who you are, self-expression, like to unblock the, the blocked energies you have from, you know, trauma that you put on yourself and this, from the circumstances you dealt with. And I really do believe it's the people who like are willing to look at those darkest spots in them and then create acceptance, not overcome it, but create acceptance that that's just part of the mechanism. There is an ease and flow that comes with that and a greater sense of, of knowing oneself, which leads to a greater sense of authenticity. And, and when, like Elon said, when you're authentic, you are like honey to bees. People don't know what to do with you. And it's like, you're a fine fabric. They just want to touch. <laughs> right. And I remember when we were early on in our development, I would see people like that too. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I got to be around this person, you know, and you don't even understand why until you start kind of developing that yourself. Yeah. And, and you just reminded me of something that, you know, what we're talking about really truly is permission. Like listen to this as you are being given permission. You've, you've called this podcast into your life at a very specific time to hear this very succinct message. You now have permission to go out and be who feels good for you to be regardless of what that looks like. So the next time you're in a room and you're going, should I say that? Shouldn't I say that? If it came through, say it. You know, as a coach, we've developed the skill over a decade and a half. And, and the skill I'm speaking about is we're constantly pulling information from, you know, some people call it the field. Some people call it global consciousness. You're constantly receiving messages. What's happened over time is you thought these messages are crazy. So you'll receive, I'll I'll give you a perfect example. For those of you that are meditating, you know, like you'll meditate in the morning and someone's name will pop up in your head and you'll go, I think about this person. It's so weird. Like they haven't been in my life for years or I haven't spoken to them. Why did I even come up with them? And you just kind of like bypass it, right? When you're in meditation, you're actually the most connected to that field, right? You're disconnected from the doing, your body's not having a function, your eyes aren't having a function, nothing. You're just quiet sitting there. And you, you tend to receive, we call the guy, and I call them downloads. And when you don't act upon these downloads, you've acted upon these downloads, whether you, whether you think about it or not. I'll give you some very simple examples. You've walked into a room at times. And everything inside of you went, get the hell out of this room. And you've walked out. And people will be like, you know, if someone came up and asked you, why did you leave that room? You're like, I don't know. Just something 
if something didn't feel right, you say, or if you've met the one, right? Like your soulmate, then you've had that experience where it's like, it's almost like fucking bells going off in your head. You know, that cliche of when you know, you know, you just know, you know, and it, you can't explain it to somebody. It's like, I just know, or at a very simple uh, experience, like you get in change, you put it on clothes for work. If you, if you have to go anywhere, sometimes, you know, like our work is pants optional. Um, but you know, you'll put something on and it just doesn't feel right. And you take it off and someone's like, you know, why aren't you wearing that? And you're like, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. So we have this sense in us happening all the time. We're receiving these messages all the time. What we've trained ourselves to do though, is listen to our mind and check in and look for agreement with everyone and everything around us. You know, let me look at what everyone else's business is doing. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so that's, that's, that's what I should do. Or if you have an amazing idea, like you've got this amazing download that says like, okay, you're going to turn left and everyone else is turning right. You're going to be like, no, nah, I don't really trust that. You're hearing this right now to get permission to trust that. In fact, trust that more than anything else. Let that now be your new guidance system. Let that be the thing that inspires the new things that you get to, to accomplish and do and play in. That inspired thought is what leads to effortless results and effortless actions. I was just listening to uh, Abraham Hicks video. For those that don't know, um, Esther Hicks channels is uh, an entity called Abraham. It's really profound, amazing. You can look them up on YouTube. She said, a lot of us entrepreneurs are like doers, right? So we're constantly looking for the formula. We're constantly looking for what do I have to do? What do I have to take action in? And so, and then there's this whole other world, which is I just allow and I just get to receive. And a lot of people have a tough time kind of putting the two worlds together because on the one hand, it's like that law of attraction. And hey, I'm going to sit here in a chair, visualizing me driving a Ferrari. And then all of a sudden the Ferrari is going to come. And we all know that's not the case, right? Action is required. There's a difference between, think about this. There's a difference between action and effort. So no effort is required. Effort is inspired. Let me just break that down for you for a second. Like think of something that, that you do with such pleasure and joy that it feels effortless to you. You could do it for hours on end, whether that's playing an instrument or painting or a certain sport, whatever it is, there's something in your life that that comes so naturally to you. There's no effort in that, right? Like there's no requirement for you to like, muster up and no, it just inspired. So now imagine living from that place in every area of your life where your relationships are coming from inspiration, where your business is run from inspiration. That's what fringe dwellers get to do. We don't operate the way everyone else operates. Again, not a judgment, not like this is better than that. Just I'm, I'm more than certain if you're listening to this, you're one of us and you should celebrate that and you should honor that and you should revel in the fact that you receive such inspired thoughts and downloads and just take action on them. 
you might not even know why. Like, so my, my practice, just so you guys know, in meditation, when I receive a download or I see somebody, the first thing I do as soon as I get out of meditation is I'll either send them an email or send them a text. And it's very simple. I say, hey, I was just meditating. You came up in my meditation. I wanted to see how you're doing. That's it. Nine out of time, nine times out of 10, the response is, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. Or I just spoke to so-and-so about you the other day. I want you to, I want to introduce you to so-and-so. Or, hey, I was just thinking about you. Like I was thinking about how I would want to work with you. Whatever it is, like I've left the brain, the logic part to you know, it can doubt it. It can be like, it's weird. It's strange. I can't say that. Why? Who says? Practice it in real life and just see how it works for you. That to me is pure 100% authenticity. When you no longer look for agreement or acceptance or acknowledgement from any source outside of you. And that's what will drive your business to incredible new heights with effortless ease. Beautiful. I love it. Anything else you want to add? I just want to say like, you know, for me, everything's about finding balance, right? So if you're like an ultra masculine, Elon and I grew up like alpha ultra masculine type stuff. And what we found over the last few years is, it's like if one arm had you had huge muscles and the other arm was scrawny, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't fit right. You know, everything, if you look out in nature is balanced. There's a thing called the golden ratio and it's like, everything is built off this like balance sequence. So it's like when you start playing with both energies, it gives you access to something. I could try to describe it. And at the same time, it's going to be like trying to describe balance to a person who's never ridden on a bicycle and gained balance. So I'll do my best. But my point is, is like, if you're just in your masculine all the time, do, 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 then you're, you're, you're going to get results. But those are like the type of results that take effort. You're being resilient. You're grinding it out. It's the Gary V's of the world, right? Like that, that's, he's like very masculine in his approach to business. And now what like spiritual education has kind of brought more to the forefront is like the, this, like, uh, balancing it with the feminine. Now I don't want you to think of it as like if feminine, it's just like the other side of the coin and energy. And when that other side of the coin is developed, what you see is you start having choices about which energy goes where, because sometimes it is appropriate. It's like time to put the time, to put, you know, like the, the foot, foot to the gas, let's get shit done. And there's other times where it's just like, Elon said, you're tuning in and you're tuning into what is it that you get to receive? What do you get to really allow in your life? So most people think of like the law of attraction, but attraction doesn't happen if you don't allow for it. So it's really the law of allowing is what you're attracting. Now the feminine is the part that's much more in tune with the emotions, with the sensation part of the body, right? Like men, we're all up in our head. Like if we don't, if it's not clear to us logically, like, like we don't know what you're talking about, right? And women much more in, into the emotional, like into the feel. And that's why a lot of times we say like women are way, way smarter or way more intuitive because they're feeling into what's underneath the surface of the mind. The mind is just a narration. It's like descriptive language that's trying to describe a, sens a sensational experience. And so it's limited in its capacity. They're both technically limited in its capacity, but when you, uh, and when you merge the two, what you see, it's like, it's like watching a couple dance, right? And it's like, it's like them taking turns and who's going to lead this dance. 
So sometimes it's more eloquent and beautiful and the movements are flowing. Other times it's like rigid and these like, you know, pop and lock kind of moves and stuff like that. And, 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 and it's finding that balance so that when you, when you see that, it's like, well, uh, I'm putting the masculine energy in here and it's not vibing very well. Like this going well, like getting soft in that moment will probably start tuning, like getting people attuned to you again. But if you don't have that trained, then it's like you have one strategy. And that's what most people have. They have one strategy in business, one strategy in dating, one strategy in health, one strategy in how they survive life. And it's like, guys, there's a world of infinite possibility out here to explore. And I'm telling you as a man, like we're trained in like two emotional states, anger and joy, pretty much our go-tos. So we're constantly playing in these veins, but it's like, there's this expansive emotional you know, world for you to play in. And it takes something to get in there. Obviously we don't have time to get into techniques around this, but that's like the kind of work that we do with people so that they can balance their field. They stop making themselves wrong about it. Authenticity is naturally a rising occurrence. They start connecting to the field, realizing that they can allow like magic into their life. And it doesn't all have to look linear. And because it's our perception of time that it's linear because there are five senses make it so, but as a phenomenon, a time doesn't even exist and B it's all existing at one time. So if everything's existing at one time, it's always about what you're allowing because everything is in the field available to you. It's just that you have some blockage around that thing. Imagine what happens when you start unblocking, uncorking those things. There is a flow of energy towards you. That's not just one way. It's like an expansive flow of energy where you're like, Oh yeah, I get to receive that. And I get to receive that. And suddenly it's like, it's like picking fruit off a tree instead of having to go like fertilize the ground, get the seeds, water the fuck out of that thing, make sure the tree grows, you know, like that whole thing. And, and it really just cuts down this process and, and it just allows synchronicity back into your life. Yeah. So, yeah. Brilliant. You said it, it just reminded me because I just got this testimonial from, from one of our uh, clients that I met this gentleman after speaking on stage. I, I spoke to him for about 10 minutes and then two weeks later I get a message. And, and at the time the coaching was around, you know, conversations he's got around money. I'm broke. I can't get my business off the ground. I'm really struggling, this, this, and that. And I made him aware of exactly what guy was talking about. Like that when we peel away these layers and programs that I can only generate success, right? Like these are things programmed into everyone in that circle that you have to work really hard to make money and that to make X amount of money takes X amount of time, right? Like these are all things that we've all been programmed. Now the fringe dwellers, like as you peel these layers away, you gain access to what I was saying. Like it's all available to you now. And this gentleman messages me and he goes in two weeks, I made $60,000. $60,000 in two weeks from having a conversation of being broke, speaking to me in 10 minutes, going out there, acting on that, allowing for that and making 60 grand. And this is what's available to every single one of us. He's not special. Guy and I are not special. It's just available. It's a re-shifting, a reprogramming of your operating system. A lot of you are operating your life and business from an operating system that was created when you were four, five, six, seven years old and you haven't taken the time. So you're out there pruning all these trees and doing all these things externally and you're not doing the work at the root level. So you're getting amazing results. You probably all have incredible lives and 
you're still capped at what you can produce. When you deal with the root system, you upgrade these operating systems, you operate at a whole new and a whole new light. Beautiful. Final word for me is guys like the, I say, don't take anything anybody says at face value, right? Like everything needs to be interpreted through your personal experience to find your personal truth. A, a great teacher is just show you where to look. They, in my opinion, they're not supposed to tell you what to see. So uh, I believe Elon and our master teachers were doing what, what we were supposed to be doing with our lives. My point is, is that like we, when we work with people, we just tell them run experiments. Like if something resonates for you, run an experiment for, for a week, take the micro part of that, the smallest part that you can see of something you can focus on and just like hyper focus on that one thing. So if you're like, look, I, I, I'm angry a lot of the time, right? It would really help if there was more compassion or patience in my life, specifically with myself, right? Then for that week, instead of trying to think and figure out, well, how do I stop being angry every time they say this thing and blah, 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 blah. The, the simplest thing you can focus on is like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be committed to compassion. And every moment of every day, no matter what shows up, I'm just going to focus on compassion, right? And then it's like that micro chasm leads to the macro shift that you're looking for. It's a subset. It's like the, the side effect of it, ultimately. And, and, it, and when we micro focus on running these little experiments, we can, we can remain present. Where when we're focusing on the overarching thing that we're trying to deal with, we're actually creating overwhelm in the system. And when we create overwhelm in the system, it kicks in your survival pattern, which means that that overwhelm is actually programming in more of what you don't want. So you want to you wanna reduce the stress in the sympathetic system and you want to increase the energy in the parasympathetic system. And the way that we do that is just by focusing on the things that actually feel good to us. So if anything you're like committed to is like, it's like, like really making you uncomfortable, guess what? You're pushing cortisol into that part of the system. You're activating the survival parts and you're programming in what you don't want. You want to be creating things that are just at that level where you're like, yeah, that feels really good to me. And that's the thing you want to check in with your body about what that is, because it's, it's the only way for you to kind of, I don't want to say circumvent, but at least activate that part of yourself less. And the less energy you give to that, the more energy you actually give to what you can be committed to, the more you're going to see these shifts start swinging in your direction. This is not an overnight sensation thing. You know, debugging yourself, defragging yourself, deprogramming yourself from 30 years, 40, 50 years of programming doesn't happen overnight when you've been putting the same programming in there for decades at a time. So it's like little, little, little baby steps towards new patterning, new conditioning and uh, new energy. Yeah. And uh, like I said, that app would be a great, great, great place for you guys to start. So uh, with that being said, thank you all so much for your listening. Go out there and make it happen. Have an amazing day, everyone. All right, peeps. Later. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. 
So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.